96.5 KLH, good morning. Dave and Doreen, the morning KLH, along with Marcus. He is our green and gold insider. Co-host William Tausch on ESPN and three-time Wisconsin Sports Writer of the Year. Jason Wildy, welcome to the show. Good morning, Jason. How you doing? Good morning, everyone. How are you? We're good. Yeah. Everybody's good. Uh, we got the Chiefs-Eagles Super Bowl, the Kelsey brothers. But um, the big story is Aaron Rodgers and the Packers at a crossroads, ESPN's headline. I actually do think it's going to happen, though. Do you think it's going to happen? I think it's more likely to happen than it is to not happen, or it's more likely to happen than it ever has been likely to happen before. But, okay. Uh, Way to dance know. around like, that one. Yeah. <laughs> well, so here's a, and you guys know, I, I, I do take this job seriously, whether it's in the radio format or the writing format or whatever else. And, and what I don't like is kind of exaggerating for the sake of attention to a story or exaggerating because it's a big day in the NFL and, well, we better have something about Aaron Rodgers to talk about before the game. Right. And, you know, the, the idea, if you really, and, I, and I'm big on the specificity of words, and if you look at that ESPN story, uh, league executives believe <laughs> that the Packers are ready to move on from Aaron Rodgers, right? Mm-hmm. right? It doesn't say sources within the Packers organization say the team is ready to move on. Now, do I think that under the right circumstances, Goody is more than okay with trading Aaron Rodgers? I do. I also think that he realizes the enormous risk, and in my opinion, a greater risk than there was for Ted to move on from Favre to Rodgers. And I think there will be some reluctance. And I will just say what I've said to you guys over and over and over again. When it really comes down to that moment, will both Aaron Rodgers be really, truly ready to go play somewhere else? And will Goody really, truly be ready to sign the card that makes a trade to the Jets or wherever he might end up official? I'm not convinced either one of them uh, have the uh, guts. I'll use a different word than I would otherwise use there. Right. To actually do it. So we'll wait and see. We're going to keep rolling through this for probably another month mm-hmm. uh, and change. But I-, I found this story to be um, a little bit trumped up, if, if, if I may say so. Got it. But we've seen this before, right? We've been in this cycle before, Brett Favre and to Aaron Rodgers. What if the management looks at it and says, well, you know, it worked then, right? We went from the greatest quarterback at the time to Aaron Rodgers, we could do it again. Wouldn't that make them a little more likely? Sure. It is. I think it is more likely Doreen. I think it's more likely than it's ever been before. I don't know if it makes it actually likely though. Like, okay. I don't know. I get is it. there a 20% chance once upon a time that they would do this? And then, you know, Rodgers went and won a couple of MVPs. Well, why did it, Hey, I, I, I want you to clear something else up. Why did Alan Lazard tweet goodbye or thank you or whatever yeah. he tweeted? What was that all about? Yeah, it's, I think we're all in the same place. And if you think back to the offseason after the 2020 season when he won the Super Bowl and we didn't know if he was going to come back in 2021 and he was all mad and I sat in my backyard for an hour and a half and talked to him on the phone and... <laughs> I just I look back on that. What do you often. talk to a guy for an hour and a half for? Like what you had to cover other topics, right? 
No. No? Is it just no, like a therapy I, session? I wish, I wish we had. I wish you would know, ask how Paula and the girls were at some point. But um, I, I would just say this, that, you know, it, there were a lot of times then when it looked like he was headed elsewhere. I mean, my goodness, the, the 49ers were clearly tampering with him, trying to convince him. So then the trade would go down or the, the Broncos were trying to tamper with him as well. And so, you know, and ultimately, you know, despite all of us thinking, wow, they're, whew, he's really mad. They're, they're really going to trade him. And that it didn't happen. Now, that doesn't mean that it won't happen this time around, but he's starting to be a little bit the boy who cried wolf, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now, that said, I don't know a whole lot about Aesop's fables, but uh, my recollection is eventually the, the wolf does show up and the boy does get eaten. That's true. So I suppose it's possible yeah. that the boy who cried. The, bo- the boy who cried, I'm going to play for somebody else, will actually end up playing for someone else. So the Packers are currently projected to be somewhere 15 or $20 million over the salary cap. Who, yep. who restructures and who, whose responsibility is that? Ultimately, it's Goody, I guess. But do they have a salary cap person that takes care of it? They do. His name is Russ Ball, and he's in charge of structuring contracts. And I don't think he has a lot of uh, decision-making clout when it comes to who they re-sign and who they don't. I think that's obviously Goody who decides that, and then it's up to him to figure out contracts that make it work. The two chief players that uh, must be restructured if they're staying uh, are David Bakhtiari and Aaron Jones. Now, I do think it's important to differentiate between restructuring and taking a pay cut because a lot of times when a guy has to accept a pay cut to stay, they that side wants to make it sound like he oh he restructured his deal. Really, he restructured it and he's making eight million dollars less than he was supposed to. That doesn't sound like restructuring to me. So I, I do think that both those players, if the Packers were to try to get them to take pay cuts, they could be gone. And we heard Aaron Rodgers talk specifically about Bakhtiari and wanting him there if he's going to come back. Uh, there's the possibility that if they move on from Rodgers, they move on from those guys as well and really do tear it down to the studs uh, on this renovation project. So would reconstructing it mean not a pay cut, but like a bonus here or something? You know what I mean? Like t- giving yeah, them a pay cut of salary, but making it up somewhere else? Yeah. So so basically you take uh, what what is the simplest way to restructure is like Bakhtiari is owed a $9 million roster bonus at the start of the league year. Uh, it's basically that's designed to make both, you know, basically the team decide, do we want this guy or not? Because if we want him, we've got to pay him this money. Uh, unfortunately, all that money counts against next year's salary cap if you pay it in that lump sum. So what they'll do is, if their plan is for him to stay, they will take that money, they will convert it to what's called a signing bonus, and that way you can spread the salary cap charge over the number of years the player is under contract. So if it's $9 million, and let's say for easy math, he's under contract for three years, then it's three years, or it's $3 million, $3 million, $3 million for the next three years when it comes to accounting. So the salary cap is fairly easy to manipulate, but the problem is sooner or later, and you keep pushing it later and later and later, but sooner or later uh, you have to pay the piper, as mm-hmm. the saying goes, and it'll be interesting to see when that happens to the Packers. 
Hey, Jason, we now know who's going to be playing in the Super Bowl. So what is a better storyline as a sports writer? The fact that the Kelsey brothers are facing off head-to-head or the fact that it's Andy Reid's two head coach teams? Yeah, for me, it's Andy Reid. I, I, you know, obviously, brother against brother is a great story. It would be even better if, like, uh, Jason Kelsey's an offensive lineman, uh, if Travis Kelsey was, like, a pass rusher, mm-hmm. or if uh, one was a wide receiver and one was a defensive back. But still, really cool storyline. No two ways about it. That said, uh, I mean, if you're a Packers fan, and Ron Wolf, who, much to my frustration, unlike Goody, was fully capable of admitting mistakes and then not living with mistakes, right? That's one of his famous things. You know, so everyone makes mistakes. The bigger mistake is then living with that mistake for too long. Um, He admits one of his biggest mistakes was not hiring Andy Reid when Mike Holmgren left. Remember, Andy Reid was on Mike Holmgren's 1998 staff. He was right there in Green Bay when Holmgren went to Seattle. He was the quarterback's coach, and they could have seamlessly gone from Holmgren to Reed. And instead, Reed goes to Philly to replace Ray Rhodes, who had gotten fired in Philly, and the Packers hire Ray Rhodes. And Ron Wolf always admitted, I I don't know why I didn't just hire Andy Reed. I don't know why I didn't just hire Andy Reed. It was such a mistake. And so it's been great to see Andy Reed have all the success, go to Super Bowls, and a ton of conference championship games with the Eagles. Now do the same thing with the Chiefs. But uh, it does make you wonder, one of those what-ifs in Packers history, what would have what would have the Packers history looked like had they gone straight to Andy Reid? And, and Mike Sherman did a fine job. I'm not criticizing him. And, and his son-in-law was this close to going to a second Super Bowl yesterday. Uh, but... It would have been really interesting to see what Andy Reid would have done following Mike Holmgren. Jason, thank you very much for the insight. Always appreciated. We'll chat with you later in the week. Sounds good, everybody. Take care. Be good. You too. Jason Wilde, our Green and Gold Insider, co-host of William Tausch on ESPN, and three-time Wisconsin Sports Writer of the Year.